Gym Guys is a fitness chain based in Plainview, New York, and they were founded in 2009 by Josh York. And the concept is they bring the workout to you. So it started with one van, toss a bunch of equipment in, you know, qualified trainers in there and go to the client wherever they are. Maybe it's their office, maybe it's their home, maybe it's in a cave or virtually, doesn't matter. Now there's 350 of these across the US and internationally. And I just wanted to know what the story was behind this. Turns out he started in his parents' dining room and some of the things that he had to go through, like asking his dad to wear underpants when he was trying to pitch his idea. I think that there's a charm to that. I found it interesting. Hopefully you do too. If not, well, we can still be friends. Support for MNF Reps is brought to you by Manscaped at manscaped.com. They have a fleet of grooming tools. It'll take care of everything from the hair on your face to your ears, to your nose, to your pits, to whatever that is. And if you're one of those guys, it's like, oh, I'll just use one of those disposable razors. Go right ahead, man. It's your skin's funeral. Manscaped sent me the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. You get, obviously, the Beard Hedger. You also get beard shampoo, beard conditioner, beard balm, beard oil, a beard brush, a comb, scissors, the case. What I really liked about this, one guard, allows for 20 different lengths. So you don't have to have a bunch of those little plastic clips scattered around. The drawer in my bathroom was a graveyard of those things and it was just gross. <laughs> Remember you get 20% off if you go to manscaped.com, use the code REPS20. It's free shipping worldwide. That means if you live on this planet, you can have it shipped to you for free. So if you live on the moon, you're pretty much Don't forget to use code REPS20 for 20% off your order at manscaped.com, bro. So how did it come about? Did you want to be in the fitness industry? Is that something you already wanted to do or? I've always been training people. I've always been a trainer. The problem is personal training is not scalable. You're never going to be able to scale being a personal trainer. It just, it's just impossible. For me, you know, I was very successful, very successful as a personal trainer. I was doing it on the side. Then I started working for a um, local gym and I was making a high six figure salary. It was great. And, you know, they teach you, you got to go to school, you got to get a nine to five and you got to start your career. And so I literally left my job making all this money as a personal trainer to take a $35,000 job in a marketing firm where there's, there was so much negative energy in that, in that office that it was literally pouring down the walls. I couldn't even handle it. It was just, just horrible. So, you know, I left that because obviously, you know, my passion is, is it's fitness. That's always, always been my passion and will and forever will be my passion is fitness. And I said, you know what? I got to get back into the fitness industry. It's what I love to do. And I'll figure things out. I always like to say every no always gets me closer to a yes. And at the end of the day, I went back into the fitness industry. I had to get all my clients back because, you know, keep in mind, I, I got rid of all my clients. So I had to literally start from scratch, built up my clients. One day, one of my clients came in late and said, Josh, I wish you can come to my house. I just don't have any equipment. And that kind of stuck with me. And I was like, wow, this is like the most simplest idea. No one has ever professionalized this concept. I'm going to do it. So I came up with the name Gym Guys. It's an acronym. Get you motivated. Goals uniquely yours. Zero excuses. I'm going to get a van. I'm going to stock it with all the necessary equipment. 365 pieces of equipment in each vehicle to be exact. We like to break it down one for each day of the year. And we go out and provide our three C's. Convenient, customized, and creative workouts. We started franchising in 2014. Today we are the largest in-home and on-site personal training company in the world. We operate in Canada, the United Kingdom, obviously the US. We service almost a thousand cities in the United States and we are just disrupting the entire fitness industry and we're just getting started. One of the three C's that sticks out to me is the convenience aspect of it. And also in the acronym, the zero excuses, right? So like most people sign up for a box gym if they're gonna do that and they, they go a couple times or they don't and then they just stop. So this actually 
puts more accountability on somebody, right? Not just from a monetary standpoint, but that you're going to show up at their house and ensure that they're going to get through this. It's kind of like you're part of the team, right? Exactly. And we don't just show up at the house. We do a lot of stuff with corporations, places okay. of worship, hospitals, senior homes, assisted living facilities, you name it. We're coming on site anywhere to your location. We bring the work out to you. And no one does this at the scale we do it at. Obviously, you know, you have you have lots of copycats out there now, but good luck to them. They'll, they'll never they'll never touch us. I'll tell you that right now. You have great fitness concepts out there. The problem is people are just naturally procrastinators. They're not going to turn on that app. They don't like to drive to the gym. The majority of the gyms, the membership's so low that they're not going to cancel the membership because they feel if they're getting there once a month or twice a month, it's better than not going at all. And if you want real results, you need exactly what you said, accountability. Accountability with a personal trainer, having a customized program is gonna get you fantastic results. And that's what we do. We're in the business of fitness, but we're really in the business of changing people's lives. Now, I wanna get into a little bit of the ups and downs of business. Cause I mean, especially when you first started, it didn't just take off automatically. There was bumps in the road. Can you walk through some of those now that like, if you went back and you could tell yourself to avoid something or to focus on something, what would that be that would really help you excel immediately? So I'm a very big believer in inviting failure, right? Because at the end of the day, you have to understand something. If you don't lose and you don't, and you don't take those losses as lessons, you're never going to grow. Okay. And uh, to become an international company, you got to make a lot of mistakes. So business is extremely painful and very challenging. And if you don't have the right mindset, you're never going to get anywhere in life. That's a fact. That's just not in business. That's just straight across the board because I look at, I look at it as 80% mindset, 20% tactical. You know, you want to, you want to go into business. Yes, we have a franchise. It's obviously a great opportunity and you can still fail. If you don't follow the model, right. you can fail. It's very, very simple. So at the end of the day, you got to follow the system, but you know, people like to say, I'm going to go into business and I'll be successful. It's very easy to say. It's not very easy to do. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different avenues that, you know, running a business kind of drive down, you know, you'd be driving down those avenues and obviously you have to have leadership. You got to have great culture. You got to have good core values. Everyone on that team has to embody those core values. You need a vision, right? That's the hands down, the number one most important thing, because if you don't have a vision and you're not sharing that vision with your team, you're never going anywhere. That's a fact. And you need energy. You need to be excited. You need to get people excited. You know, I'm talking to you from, from my my windows in my office in my 18,000 square foot building I just bought. It took me 15 years to get this building. I've been staring at basement walls for literally 15 years. Things take time. You need to have patience. I like to say you got to be you know, patient with results and impatient with action. The action takers are the money makers. And without taking action, you're never going anywhere. So it's safe to say you're not going to go back to your parents' living room or dining room. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But so, but specifically, right? So when you're first, when you're there and you're, you're, you got this idea and you're putting it together and you're saying, okay, I'm going to start to put the equipment inside of the gym. How do you, how does it come together in that, you know, it takes capital, right? To, to at least start up with something. So how do you, do you, do you say, oh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm passionate and I'm convincing. I can get out there and show people what I'm going to do and they're going to get behind it. Or is it like a little bit more structured to where there's some sort of a, I don't know, a system that you follow. Like for, if some young entrepreneur is listening to this and saying, damn, dude, I want the 18,000 square foot, you know, window filled office. I'm sick of looking at the basement now too. So how did you go from ideation to execution just initially? Well, first of all, you got to put the work in. That's number one. If you don't put the work in, it's never going to happen. Number two, look, I started this company bootstrapped. I actually, I saved up $15,000 
I used to caddy at a country club. I got the job. I actually, I hate golf. I would rather watch paint dry. I, I'm a, I play hockey. I'm a hockey player. And, you know, hockey players actually love golf. I, I hate golf. It's just too damn slow for me. But anyway, if you have a plan B, plan B are for losers. If you have a plan B, you're going to fail. That's a fact. I'm telling you that right now. I never had a plan B. I always had plan A. The simple, the simple secret to success is just never quitting. That's it. I, like, I mean, no matter how bad it gets, like, I don't, I mean, if your house is about to go in foreclosure and you literally have no money left in your bank account, you figure out a way. Cause I've been there actually, just so you know, you just never quit. There's, there's just, you just never quit. And that's really, the, that's really the real true secret. But at the end of the day, you can, you can start any business without having any money. You just got to have the work ethic and you got to have the drive. But the number one most important thing you need is the mindset because you, you know, if you don't have that mindset, you're going to crumble and you're never going to, you know, you're going to do what everybody else does. The majority of the world, they fold like cheap chairs. That's the problem. So when you're in that spot, right, things are, are not looking fantastic the, on the horizon, but you, you still are having no plan B. There's no quit. So are you just like, I'm going to keep going until there's literally nothing left and then you have to pick it up and start again with something else? Like, I'm just trying to get no, into that mindset that you have. Yeah, a lot of people like to jump, right? Like grasshoppers, you know. First of all, you need to be solving a problem. You need to have a good idea. You need to make sure there's demand for your service. Mm -hmm. I've never had a problem with demand for the service, right? The thing is, you know, when people thought I was making a million dollars a year, you know, I was paying out other people, you know, huge salaries before I was even making $50,000 a year. It takes time and it takes sacrifice. You have to have that vision and you have to have the self-belief and you have to be so sickly obsessed. And, you know, obviously, you know, you can't just start something and, you know, open up a business that makes no sense, like yeah. putting grass on people's lawns. Well, that's not going to work, right? Like right. most people have grass and if you're trying to do it in the desert, it's not going to work because you're not getting enough water. So it's got to be a good idea. It's got to be executed properly and it's got to be demand for the service. Now, the, the problem I solved was very simple, right? I was hearing this all the time. You know, people, you know, you know, can't make it to the gym. Sometimes it's more convenient to come to the house. And that's how this all started. And from there, you know, obviously we we're able to diversify into other revenue streams and start working with some very large corporations. And you know, we have some very big corporate accounts we work with throughout the United States and uh, we take care of their, their entire system. So obviously, as we continue to grow, that, 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 that revenue stream has grown as well. So you start off with one van that you stock full of stuff. And then how do you scale that? How does that work? How do you do the outreach? Well, you got to obviously hire people. And, you know, listen, it, I went through 60 trainers before I kept one for, for a longer period than three months, 60. So I will tell you right now, after five or 10 people quitting, the majority of people will do exactly what I just told you, fold like cheap chairs. See, I'm the baddest person in the world. That's what I believe. Everyone else should think the same way I think, because that's how you're going to win. I don't, I don't play to lose. I will never lose. Even when I do have losses, because everyone has losses, there's still wins because I learn from them and I never make that mistake again. Okay. But how do you scale it? You know, you got to obviously surround yourself with the right people. You got to know where your strengths are. You got to focus on those strengths and delegate your weaknesses. Over the years, I developed the problem with my neck. I, I never can. I'm not able to turn my neck back. I can't look backwards. I just look this way because when you look this way and you stay focused, you know, you don't let all the noise, you know, come after you. Because at the end of the day, you know, you know, the people talk about the haters and all the negativity. It's part, it's part of it, man. It's going to happen, right? Like if, if some if someone doesn't dislike you and hate you, they don't know you. If you want to be successful and get out there, people must know you. They must know you and your brand and who you are. Very important. During the pandemic, the fitness industry took a big hit, specifically gyms. Did that escape you or was that something that you had to combat? 
Yeah. So for a very short period, not really, you know, we were able to thrive from it. Look, there's always a way. Yeah. There's always a way. And it's, and again, it's how you look at things. You know, I, I take an ice bath every morning. I've been doing it since I'm 17 years old, 27 degrees every morning. And I like to always compare it to the ice bath. Now, back in the day when I would jump in there, it's cold, it's cold, man. It's like, I would shiver, right? And still, when I jump in there to this day, kind of like initially, it's like, whew, and then right away, I get, I get locked in and I'm good. Now, when that's what kind of how I handled the pandemic, right? I was a little nervous, right? But I'm a good poker player. I don't even play poker. A good leader is a good actor. A good leader is also a good actress. You got to be able to never show your true emotions and feelings because if you do, your team's not going to trust you as a leader. They're not going to have confidence and they're going to be going somewhere else. I guarantee you that. So when everyone else was shaken and everyone else was still freezing in that ice bath, I was locked in and focused and we switched to virtual right away. I always talk about becoming a doctor because it's very important and we became doctors because we're always doctors and you got to prescribe and you prescribe with confidence and we didn't lose any of our clients pretty much, you know? It was for a short period. And then honestly, we were able to really thrive and grow from it because we just used it as an opportunity. So what, what would be next in the evolution of gym guys? Oh, well, we're going to add another 35, 40 locations by the end of this year. Next year, we'll be adding about another 100 locations. We're going to continue growing. We'll be in some more countries. So we're just continuing to expand. Like this is state of the art facility, right? You know, I used to have people coming in, franchise partners into a basement that you, all you smelled was mold and it was just a crappy building. And it was almost laughable, right? Like our, our office was so nice within that building though, that the people who own that building would only show people when they came to the building, our office, so they can get kind of excited, but the building was really crappy, but you got to start somewhere, right? Like when I was in my parents' dining room, I'm trying to sell a vision to people about, we're going to be the largest fitness brand in the world. And there goes my dad, he's walking in his underwear. Dad, I told you 10 times, you can't be doing that. Think about how unprofessional that is, right? Yeah. So if you don't have the excitement or the energy, no one's going to believe in you. So how were you received in the industry when you started to gain traction and take off? It can be a strange place. The fitness industry is competitive. So when some people see people doing well, they can get jealous or they can get angry. So how were you and your brand received when you started to take off? I think in a very positive manner, you know, I don't, listen, I don't, listen, as soon as one person sends me a negative message, whether it's on social media, I block them right away. I don't let any of that stuff enter into my life. So if there's any type of negativity, I don't really feed into it. For the most part, honestly, I think the majority of people are, are very supportive and, and good people. And uh, if you don't want to see other people win, you're not going to win. I will guarantee you that. And I'm telling you, it's a fact. I like to talk a lot about the universe because I'm a very big believer in it because everything I've manifested to this day and I continue to. And it, 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 the universe knows. It knows. And if you're a negative person and you wish bad on other people, yeah. You're just really just honestly, you're just really postponing your success. So don't think like that. You got to be positive all times. Be nice. When you do good things, good things come back to you. That's how I live my, my life. You know, do you write your goals down to remind yourself or to just have them, you know, in your mindset or do you just always have them and you know them and you're, they're just in, inside your head? I'm a big believer in a vision board. I'm a big believer in writing your goals down. I've been writing my goals down every single night since I'm 17. I've never missed a night. I'll never miss a night. I write 10 down and those 10 change all the time because I keep just crossing them off the list. Uh, the best time to write it is at night because that's when you're tired, but you never give in. You never tap out. Like I, I like to do the most uncomfortable things on a daily basis. It's very important to do things like that. And it is, sometimes it's uncomfortable to do that when you're so exhausted and you want to go to bed, right? Like when I'm in a sauna, I don't drink water and I stay in there for 30 minutes at 185 degrees. The last five minutes are like pure death, but you never tap out. You never tap out. Now, <clears throat> we talk about 99% of the world. Oh, I'm so tired. I'll write them down tomorrow night. 
you're never going anywhere. You don't take it seriously enough. Where else are the goals? They are freaking embedded in my head. That's all I think about. I'm so sickly obsessed. That's Your obsessions become your possessions. And that's all I think about all day long. It runs through my mind all day long. And you have to be obsessed if you want to achieve those type of goals. You got to be on another level. And also the not having a plan B, it's a really good takeaway, I think, for not just me, but anybody that has any goal, be it build a business, be it get in better shape, whatever that may be. Yep. 100%. 100%. 100%. So the last, I guess the last thing too about the the business would be the, the affordability part of it, right? So clearly not every client can afford everything, just like not every client can afford a gym. So how do you decide, how do you create a, a business model, a financial model for your business? Yeah, well, you can get into our business for $65,000. You're not going to be able to do that in many places, you know, and you can make that money back in a decent amount of time if you follow the model. I'm not saying you can because yeah. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not stating an earnings claim here. I'm just saying that right. you, you you can if you if you if you drive your business. You know, mm-hmm. look, no brick and mortar, low expenses, high profit margins. You have reoccurring revenue. You have consistency. Clients training over and over again, and it's not a one stop shop, right? Like you know, you you get some of these other opportunities that are great opportunities, but how often are you going to paint your house or move, right? Like you might not get that customer for a year, two years, three years, five years. You know, mm-hmm. so we have clients training two, four, three, five, six days a week. So. That's a real positive. And at the end of the day, human interaction and artificial intelligence is never going to replace accountability and the human component, right? People want that human interaction. That's never going anywhere. And that's why we're going to continue to win. But, you know, our investment's really, really low. Well, Josh, uh, we, we can find you at Josh York, right, on Instagram? It's at Josh York GG. But usually if you just type in handsome on Google, I pop, I'm on the first page. I pop <laughs> up right at the top. Right? All right. It's really good talking to you, honestly. I've read a lot about you and it was really nice to to just put a face to the name and to hear your story. I appreciate it. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. If you like this, there are plenty of other interviews that we've done of equal, lesser, and possibly greater value. Hopefully you like some of those as well. So check those out. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.